Superman, Superman, it's Alec. What can I get you today? Um, have you got any discussion of uh, games that people have played? Yeah, we got games. We got games. Yeah, how about uh, how about some uh, some things you watched as well? Oh yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. throw them in. Throw them in. Two for a pound. Two for a pound. What about things that people have listened to? Yeah, we got things that we can listen to. We've got some nice ones back here. As that ever feeling them, darling? Oh, that, that seems really good. And what about some queer trans people? Couple of queer trans ladies. Yeah, roll them up. Roll them up. There you go. Do you want a bag or you got one of your own? Oh, I've got my own. You know, I I, I don't like using all the plastic ones. Good play, good plan, right, there you go. Queer and pleasant strangers, darling. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura K. Dale. And I'm not Jane Aris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers, that podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about our weeks and do some silly voices and skits and have a bit of a giggle. How are you doing this week, Jane? I'm alright. I'm yeah. a bit, bit sleepy from the weekend still, but... Yeah, I'm a bit sleepy from the weekend and then a very late night recording session last night. And another one tonight. Yeah, and, and then a bunch of travelling. It's gonna be a lot. It's gonna be much. Yeah, by the, by the time that everyone hears this, I will have travelled and I'll, I'll be in Germany by the time people hear this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy week for oh, me. I shall be in Yorkshire. Oh, heck. We're, we're doing all of the travels. We are. But yeah, how how have we been? Have we been good for you? Yeah, Other than tired. It's, it's, yeah, it's it's been pleasant, but but uh, but sleepy. Yeah, sleepy 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 pleasant, if you will. Slip pleasant. So, shall we dig into the things that we have done this week? Yes. And we usually start with things we have played. Have. What have you fiddled about with? What have I fiddled about with? Mm. Um, I need to get my list up because I've come woefully underprepared. Oh no. Um, so, I played some Super Smash Bros. Ultimate this week, uh, because they added a new DLC character. Ooh. Did you uh, buy the DLC? I did not know you had bought the DLC. Uh, I, with my review copy, got the season pass. Ooh. So I get all of the DLC characters. So fans. So fans, I know. So the new one they've added this time is called Hero, and it's basically Dragon Quest protagonist. Okay. Who ha- because Dragon Quest lets you name the protagonists and doesn't really give them set names, so they've just called them Hero. And depending on what skin you use, it might be the Dragon Quest Eleven uh, protagonist, or I think one of them's the Dragon Quest Three protagonist. There's a few different Dragon Quests. Is any of them the adorable Dragon Quest builders? One? Uh, I do not believe so. I do not believe you can play as the Dragon Quest Builders uh, protagonist, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, so they're a fairly standard character in a lot of their moveset, but the interesting thing that they've got is they've got an MP bar, like your sort of uh, protagonists in JRPGs tend to have, Mm. that gets used up, and it fills up slowly over time, or if you land standard attacks, it'll fill it up a bit faster. Mm. And when you use your down B attack, it opens up a um, JRPG menu down the bottom that'll have a selection of attacks uh, (laughs) to to use that cost different MP. The thing is, every time you open that menu, you'll get a different list of attacks uh, from a quite a large move pool. So you can't just spam like whatever the best attack is. Mm. You will have, here's four attacks, which one are you going to use? Um... Mm. So there's an interesting randomised element. Um, Some of the attacks will be kind of useless. Some of them are, like, way overpowered. Um, And it's all about very quickly opening up this JRPG menu and in the heat of battle, because you can't really move around while you've got this menu open going, oh, quick, pick something, go. 
um, and making very quick decisions about which of the options I have available is going to be useful right now. Mm. Um, definitely play very differently to any of the other characters. I am curious to see how they'll do competitively. I want to play a bit more with them, but yeah, I started playing with a new Smash Bros. character. Yeah. What about you? What have you been playing? I've been playing, well, and this will surprise you. Yeah. I've been playing that Dragon Quest Builders too. So have I. <laughs> how how are you getting on with it? I finished the third island. Yeah. I wasn't totally happy with all the decisions yeah. made there. Both, both of us are a bit unhappy about some of the story stuff on Island 3. Mm. I've been assured that like there's a payoff for it at the end and, you know, I won't be angry at it by the time the game is done. But right now... Oh, now right. is not then. Yeah. Now is now. Right, right now, like, I think both of us had the same response to the story stuff that happened on Island 3, where we were just like, fuck everyone here. We, like, tore apart the place where we were. We looted it for shit. We were like, the, the other two islands I left in good functional yeah. state when I left. This one, I was like, no, I'm taking all your shit. And if you die, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Goodbye, all of you, especially the king. Like... I liked that island mechanically, but the story stuff was like, nope, don't care about any of you NPCs. You can all rot in hell for all I care. You've ruined everything. Uh, I didn't mind it so much at the beginning, but as soon as they started taking away what felt like some of your agency, yeah, I was just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole thing where a, a, a plot point happens that made me very sad that I felt like I had not only had no agency over, but was actively lied to about the game about what was happening. Hmm. Like, the game led me to believe one thing would happen, then it was like, no, it's actually for this bad thing, and you can't explain that that's not what you thought it was about. Yes, and then you have silent protagonist issues of, if my character could just say this. Yeah, it's, I could give like three sentences and explain, and the character would be fine. Exactly, but but that was not an option. No, and now I'm just sat here like my favorite character hates me, and I don't like this. I don't want to go on with the plot. I don't want to go on with island. And I'm just gonna sit here and make my, my steam trains. Yeah. I I do have my fancy steam trains. You do though. have your fancy steam trains. They're adorable. Yeah, I need to make some tra some like fancy train station buildings to put around them. But I have neither track nor trains yet. I have. Many, many trains. I, I I will probably start to build one eventually. Oh, I know what I want to make. I want to make a train track that just circles the entire island on one single looping track. I assumed you were going to. Yeah, I haven't done that yet, but that is the thing I want to do. Choo -choo. Yeah, and I need to do something train track-wise to loop the, the multiplayer cave to the uh, where yeah. the boat is. So, I have, I have plans. Mm. There are things I want to do in that game still. Yeah. I'm 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 curious to see how it all comes together. Indeed, I hope it does. <laughs> well, I I have no doubt that it shall. Yeah. But it'd be nice to sort of be able to go like, and here's a nice view of the entire island. Yeah. Like, I quite like the idea of like going out to the ocean and then just like putting one block just above uh, under the ocean, like uh, underneath the sort of top of the water. Yeah. And then like running track across. I know you don't need anything, but yeah. like I would. I, I feel it's more pleasant to sort yeah. of look at with with all those bits on. It would be quite cool to just go, ah, I'm on a train on the water. <gasps> oh, ah. heck, 
heck, my, oh, I could have a train that goes out to sea and then there's a viewing platform, you can get off the train and have one of those, like, the train stops when it reaches there but can continue down the track. Yeah, I don't know how far out you can get from there. Oh, I'm curious. But yeah, I could have a little viewing platform so you can go out and just, like, have a nice ocean view of the island. Look at my island. Set off your fireworks and then maybe go and... Oh heck, yeah, that needs to happen. Thank you for that idea. Right, but yeah, you you're still having fun mechanically at least. Yeah, like I've spent obviously like with all the stuff with the the prison thing between episode two and three. Yeah, or island two and three. I sort of got a bit like I'm just going to get on with island three before I start building anything yeah. more permanent. So then, like getting back from island three, I did all the sort of. Um, the the plot stuff that it makes you do. Yeah. But now I'm sort of going like, okay, I need this here and I need this here and I need a bit of that over there. Yeah. Um, so each of the little areas is starting to come into its own a bit more yeah. now. Like I've definitely, I want to put some more things in my big pyramid because that's kind of a little barren inside mm. at the moment. But I've got my my little farm at the pyramid, and I've got the bar there, and they're sort of self-sufficient on food. I've got the big farm for when I need to do a a food thing. I'm going to build up the castle, and I want to put a spa there. Like, I've got my vision of what the island's going to be. Yeah, I mean, I've got stuff I want to do. I haven't got any bars in yet. I quite like the idea of building a a pool bar like the silver bar. Maybe not actually the silver bar, though. Yeah, what I've currently done is I just have the silver bar, but I might... Later, once I have everything in place, like, and I functionally have all the stuff, I might dismantle mm. part of the silver bar and remake it a bit more in the way I want it. Mm. But just taking the, the blueprint for the silver bar was a quick and efficient way to get a placeholder there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I like the idea of that and, and maybe expanding that out a bit more. Yeah. I want, I want to do more of that stuff. And also there's tons of, like, rooms and stuff that I just haven't discovered yeah. yet. I don't know how much of that is going to be end game stuff i i want to mess around you with just have to explore yeah i want to experiment with room types and oh if i put these things in a room is it a room type um so someone hinted to me that apparently you can make a if you make a bedroom with a bunch of beds and then put a bunch of the naughty night lights in you can accidentally make a um a room that is used for um naughty red light purposes you make a bit of a sexy time room Okay. Apparently, that's a thing you can do. Like, I, I've people have been like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a room types I could try making." Um, I want to, I want to experiment with that stuff. Nice. Yeah. Sexy time. Sexy time. Sexy time. Okay. I mean, I've I've already got sexy time in my personal bedroom, which oh, I built yeah. in the castle. Yeah. Here is the bed, and here is the big viewing couch for everyone to watch the bed. Yeah. So I've got like <laughs> a little um sort of adjoining viewing couch around the bed, which I sort of stole from your idea. Yeah. Um, I've got some some manacles up above the bed. Uh, I've got a little <laughs> sex swing be- yes, uh, between the couches. <laughs> you've you've got a very well made bedroom. <laughs> I've got quite a nice bathroom as well. Yeah, yeah. Have you not seen my bathroom? It's got a bath and a sink, and um, I'm thinking about putting one of those big, like, um, you know, the public bath type ones, the big round ones. Oh yes, yes. Uh, like, was thinking about putting one of those in there as well. Make yeah. it sort of very nice and luxury. There's yeah. a shower, lots of big fluffy towels. It's oh. got nice curtains. I want to work out if I can put a spa in the bedroom so that people. It's basically mm. the bedroom hot tub. Ooh, that reminds me. I need to make one of those relaxation rooms so I yeah. can can put sort of sort of spary bits in there. Yeah. Mm. I, but yes, still very much enjoying Dragon Quest Builders. Really feel like I'm squeezing every last bit of 
yeah. value out of I that think, one. I think I, I don't know what your play count is up to, but I took a look at my like how much you've played thing. I think I'm up to like seventy hours already. I think when I wanted to look, I hadn't been playing it long enough, and I haven't yeah. even thought about it since then as an option. Yeah, I, I checked. I think <laughs> I, I think I'm over seventy hours. Like, I think you've got more time to play it than I, so perhaps well, I think you might be beating me on. That, I don't know. But you've, we shall see. You've been getting in time before work. And I've been getting in occasional streams, which is where I've been catching up. Hmm. So I think we're probably about the same. Like, I wouldn't think I'm miles ahead of you in I mean, you're about three hours ahead of me for most of the Third Island. Yeah, I was a few hours ahead, but, like, you definitely caught up. We shall see. Anyway, (laughs) I'll I'll give it a check. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, very much enjoying the Dukwaba. Yeah. You got any others? Uh, I don't know that I have at the second. No. Uh, what about you? What else have you played? Uh, played with, certainly. Um, oh, yes. Yes. It's been a big week for this for you. It has. I, I spent quite a lot of time cubing. Yeah. I don't know what brought that on. But you've been doing I was lots like, of twisty puzzles. I was like, I want to play with the 5x5. Five five. And I got the 5x5 five five out and I was like, hmm. This is quite easy, actually. Yeah. You're fairly reliably solving it. I mean, there was I was struggling a bit with um, edge pairing for the last few bits. Yeah, and I was struggling. I, I then had this. I occasionally had this um, uh, edge parity issue, hmm. but I was like, well, you know what? I'm probably never going to get around that on my own because yeah. I, I and I fiddled about with it for a while. Yeah. Um. So I looked up a solution for that. It's 15 steps. I don't think it was unreasonable for me just to go. Yeah, I'm probably not going to. Is that the that. one that you made up your mnemonic for? I made up a mnemonic. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, row, row, rowboat upon the lake. Uh, under rivers, under roads, under fields. Right. Row forth, lie back. Row home. Heck, look at that. Um, Which will make no sense to anyone. I tried playing around with the 5x5, five five, mm-hmm. and with some help from you, I managed to get like the interior 3x3 three three of the white side and the yellow side. Mm-hmm. So I'll maybe come back to it another time and see if I can remember how to do that and ask you for some more help. You are most welcome to so, try. One one of these days I'll learn the 5x5. Five five. Yeah. 5x5 uh, five did... five five is fun. I've, yeah. been, I've been getting sort of quite consistent sort of times for Bao. Yeah. About 13 minutes. Yeah. The edge pairing is probably the slowest bit of that. The 5x5, five five, I would like to learn, because that feels like a really cool one to be like, oh, oh you do Rubik's Cube? Oh, I do 5x5 five five It's cubes. quite satisfying as well, yeah. because like yeah. a Rubik's Cube, like obviously once once you've learned all the algorithms, you can finish a Rubik's Cube in, in like 30 seconds to a yeah. minute. I, it takes me two to two and a half minutes usually. It's It's pretty quick. But it doesn't really feel like a, yeah. a satisfying. It doesn't feel like you've mm, tackled a huge puzzle. No, you've just sort of sat down and just gone. Mm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do this with thing. this for about a minute or so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's quite nice to sort of do the five by five in the same way. I quite like doing the Mega Minx, although that's only about five minutes. Yeah. And that uses a lot of the same sort of like pairing ideas and, and other stuff that I'll, I'll come on into a minute, yeah. which is also cube related. Yeah. Um, but that got me into, like, I wonder if I can... Like, I taught myself Rubik's Cube. Like, I learnt the 3x3 three three on my own Yeah. by sitting down for three and a half months with a notepad yeah. and going, what do the thing do when I do the thing? What do this do? What do that do? Yeah. Um, and, like, my notation was 
rubbish. <laughs> um, I've sort of since upgraded that to like more standard because I've just watched like, hey, yeah. I like almost as soon as I'd finished it and and sort of could consistently do it. I was going, okay, what do they call it? What do people who actually do it actually call? It? <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm, the method I was doing was layer by layer, which made logical sense. Yeah. Um, there would, um, and like recently, I've been like, well, how can I improve it? What's yeah. what different? So I've started learning um, CFOP. That's the one where you do the first two layers at once. Uh, so yeah. you do CFOP is corners, first two layers, uh, orient the last layers, permeate the last few layers. And have you been getting good times doing that? No. <laughs> but that's just because I'm still learning and, yeah, and like yeah. I identifying the things. Especially uh Orient Last Layers and Permeate Last Layer. It's a lot to deal with. Yeah, I can like, imagine. There's I think there's something like fifty seven cases for how once you've solved the first two layers, what that top layer can look like. There is there is an algorithm for every single one of them. Ha! I don't have it in me to, and that's what I think what put me off previously learning speed solving. Yeah, just like I can solve quickly, but I'm not doing a very efficient method at all. Yeah. Um. I I don't I don't have like a smart cube or anything, so I can't tell you what my average moves is. But if I had to guess, I'd say it's about 100, 120 moves. Yeah. So, considering the speed I can do that in, is not bad. It's pretty good. Um, I've learned some more efficient things recently, like doing certain moves backwards yeah. so that I can do it quicker. Um, and today I've started learning um, like soon and anti-soon and identifying, uh, doing a, a, um, a basically a four-look um, last layer Heck. rather than a, a two-look last layer. Yeah. So I can sort of identify the, I think it's seven cases... Yeah. Rather than going, here's all 57. Here's like seven cases I can identify. I know a number of moves that I can set things up into. Yeah. And then, and I, I can do those fairly consistently, consistently without anything else. But then there's like the permeating, per, per, yeah. permeating last layer, layer which is like, mm, oh. <laughs> uh, and, and I've got the algorithms. I'm going to write them down. I'm going to learn them. I would like to see how fast I can get my speed. Yeah. Eventually, I would like to get a uh, like um, a smart cube and like be able to sort of do things through that and keep a track on things yeah. and like monitor like how fast am I doing this thing? Yeah, that'd be really nice. Be I think you'd really enjoy that one day. Uh, and we both. Did two by two cubes. We did do the cube two by cubes two or like two by two cube. Is real easy if you can do a three by three. It really is. Um, I think previously I got hooked up on the fact that there was a, a parity error and I didn't know what the, yeah, the cure for it was. I have not learnt the cure for the parity error, but um, uh, but I found that it was so easy to just reshuffle it and start again. Yeah, and it not to happen. Yeah, bas- basically, <laughs> if you compare two pieces in the correct places next to each other um it's basically just the corner solve that you would do for the putting the, the corners in the correct place on the bottom layer then on the top side you do find a corner that's in the right place shuffle the other corners around so that they move positions until they're in the right place and then do the the corner rotatey uh, algorithm again 
It's it's not a hard thing to do, is it? No, not really. I mean, uh, apart from that one pirate era that you can get, yeah. it's it, it's nothing. It, if you can do a three by three, you basically skip the having to make the cross on the first There's side. There's no edges. Yeah, you don't have to do the cross on the Just first the side. Corners. You don't have to fill in the corners on the second layer. And, and there's no edges on the top. Yeah, you'd have to make a cross on the top. Yep. Um, and the other thing I fucked about with was the X2 cube, which you got me for Christmas last... year before last? Yeah, the cube that looks like a big letter X. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, a 7x7x3. Seven by seven by yeah. And it's a large X shape, so basically the very core is a 3x3x3, three by three by three, and then it's got like extra... Two stacks on either on, on four of yeah. the six points. So you've had this for a while, and once you tried rotating it and went, oh, it's a shape changer, and put it back in place, and were like, I'm not touching this yet. Um, I think about because you've got me the set of two by two, three by three, four by four, five by five. Yeah. Um, the barrel three by three by two. Yes. Thing. Yes. Um. And and the the X cube. Yeah. So I had a lot to be getting on with it anyway. I, I got you a bunch of twisty yeah. puzzles that year. It was great. Yay! <laughs> um, I'm glad I got you ones that like. Other than the X two, and we'll get to that in a second, but largely rotated like pretty smoothly and felt good. Um. Yeah. Uh, the um <laughs> Mo puzzles for mm. anyone who's interested in those sorts of things. Um. Mm. And Mo do like full sets of like. So they do like a a. Four set with the two, three, four, and five, which is what you get me. They also do a two by two, a three by three, a pyraminx, and a megaminx mm-hmm. um, as speed cube variants. They're not like competition pro versions, but they move nicely. They've yeah. got, uh, they stay together well. I've never had a problem with any of the MoU yeah. stuff, um, and they are a nice, affordable way to get sort of good puzzles into your collection. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was, it's a good set and I, it was a lot to be getting on with yeah. at the beginning. And I think like the, that, that sort of within that first week I'd done the barrel puzzle. Okay. Yeah. It's not super easy. Um, I did the four by four, which I, I, I've got a, like a remix ma- master cube. Yeah. I think it is. Whatever the 4x4 Rubik brand one is, yeah. it moves horribly and it pops a lot. <laughs> so it was nice to, to have one that was moves wonderfully and doesn't pop at all, to right. my experience. Um, and I sort of got it out, I scrambled it, I did it. No parity errors, wasn't a problem. I was like, I have done that, and I know that parity errors exist, so I'm just going to leave that <laughs> done. You did come back to it a bit this week. I did. I did a bit. I've realised that what I I just don't particularly like uneven cubes. Yes. Because of the parity errors. Because there's no centres and like yes. Yeah, that causes parity errors. Um. Yeah. I mean, and because a lot of the parity errors require like fifteen. 15 odd moves yeah. to fix even on something like the 2x2 two two, yeah. I've seen seen the algorithm for fixing that parity error and it's like it's not worth it Yeah, it's just not worth That's it That's fair um, and so like it's quite it's quite nice to do like the even numbers one and I've, I've been looking online at like what is what is a solution for like a, a higher n by n cube Yeah, and it's basically what I can already do. Yeah. As long as it's an uneven number. Yeah. And and it's the same number all the way around. Although I quite like the idea of doing the five by five by uh 
three by three by five. Ooh. Um, it's a cuboid one, and it shape changes in in I think two directions. Yeah. So it's got a bit of that in it. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you did the 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 cylinder, the fi- uh, the four, four by four. four. Uh, I did the five by five again. No parity errors. It might have just been poor shuffling. I don't yeah. know. But I did that when I was like, cool, good with that. And I got the X two out, and I just went, oh fuck. And I, I think I twisted it sort of three or four times and went, it's it's quite rickety. Yeah, It makes a lot of noise. It's difficult to turn. And I was like, I'm a bit scared of it. Yeah. I'm going to look up reviews and, and see what it's like to manhandle. Because if it pops, I've got no fucking clue. Yeah. Um. And and having now fiddled about with it, like, because you can shuffle it and it's into shape changed. Yeah. And then you just look at it and go, but... But how it do this? Yeah. Because, like, you can twist the outside edges when it's in an X shape. Uh, or where, as soon as you've got, like, a, a full um, 3 by 3 by whatever on that side. Yeah. You can twist the end bits. But when they're loose, they don't fall off. So I don't know how that locks into place. No, and, like, I, I understand that it's a slightly rickety and awkward to twist puzzle. But also, the fact that it works at all is a minor miracle. It's fascinating. Yeah, but like now that you you're playing about with it, like, do you feel a little less afraid of popping it um, now that you've messed around? I, with it I've a bit watched more? reviews and apparently it doesn't pop that e- easily at all. So yeah. I think that at some point during the year was like, okay, well, if I ever get round to feeling brave and up to like a like time consuming into a big puzzle, I will sit and do it. Yeah, and I think also having done the five by five with regularity, I felt yeah. a bit more emboldened to it. Yeah, and so I sat down, I shuffled it. I managed to get it back into an X shape eventually, <laughs> and I've got like the inner three by three sorted. Yeah, so the white and yellow sides. The white and the yellow sides three. in the middle are sorted, and I've started getting like the one leg up from that. Yeah, I'm going for a layer by layer method again. But yeah, but you hopefully... you're spreading out from the center, and like you seem to be getting that. Mm, I'm on like the last two legs. Yeah, at, at the lowest point, I haven't even gotten the outside yet. <laughs> and on the lowest two legs, I'm a bit like, I really don't know what I'm doing. Well, you've I'm not... struggling to like because they're center pieces, but they're also maybe they're edge pieces. They're odd. They're, it's like I can't really tell. I think it's an edge piece, but it's also a bit like a five by five center matching. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I am I'm very much enjoying twisty puzzles at yeah. the moment. I've got like a big wish list of just a bajillion puzzles at the Send moment. Send me that wish list, you know, yeah, before UDP. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I look forward to hearing your continued adventures with the X2. Mm, well, I might get back to it. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've mm, not feeling super brave with it at the moment. That's fair. But yeah, very much enjoying those. Have you got any others? Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Uh, have I played anything else? No. <gasps> so then, <gasps> time for this. <laughs> that strange person with the big hat was very kind to give us this map for Pride. Yeah, it 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 looks like a treasure map. It's it's got this sort of dotted line, and yeah. there's a big X marks the spot. I I don't know what's going to be at the end of it, but. It's got to be some very pride-related treasure, I would imagine. I'd imagine so. Like, so we'll um, head past the the XR group. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Oh, okay, so uh, we just got to go around the uh, the leather daddies. Mm. Hi. Hi. Some great outfits. Oh, I know. Where Where do we go next? Uh, we take a left at the corporate float. Uh, right, we head straight past the lesbian bikers. It sounds like an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is the end of the, the trail, but I'm not seeing any treasure here. I'm seeing nothing here. No, 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 no. It is the greatest treasure of all. But there's, look. N- there's nothing here. Exactly, look. It's a toilet with no cue. <gasps> Thank you, gay wizard. Hi, how's it going? Oh, hi. Hi, Janet. How are you I'm, doing? I'm good. I'm good. Come in. Do you mind if I make a cup of tea? I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped. Yeah, come in. Come in. Have a cup of tea. I'll, I'll, I'll make you a cup of tea. Oh, it's all right. I can, I can make you it. Sure? Yeah, I'm getting up in this. Gu- My place is your place. Hmm. There's a bunch of dice in your tea cupboard. Um, yep. Where, whereabouts does the tea move to? This used to be where the tea is, and there's just a bunch of Try, try the dice. caddy. Try the caddy. The caddy? Um, that's... Also full of dice. Um, uh, no, the other caddy. That's that's the. Uh, oh, the other one. Okay, okay. That's also full of dice. These ones at least like look like the color of tea bags. Um, yeah, they were a really nice color, and they were on offer, and they're metal, and they're perfectly weighted, and like down to a a, a micron, perfectly. Um, uh, okay, okay. Do you mind if I just get some uh, fruit juice out the fridge? I guess then. Yeah, yeah, sure. Help yourself to anything that's... in the fridge. Why are there dice in the fridge? I was running out of space for all the dice. How many dice have you been buying? I might have bought about 7,000 sets of different D&D dice. They're so pretty. Look, look, look at this one. It's a Malachite D100. You don't often see one a single D100 like this. It's, it's mal- Can- Malachite. Slightly radioactive. You, you bought so many D&D dice. Can I come and play sometime? I mean, we could just play online. We got roll 20, right? <laughs> so. <gasps> what? Have you put? Your eyes. Uh, well, I put in my eyes this week Bright and Pride. Yay! Or at least a portion of Bright and Pride before we had to go and find somebody to go pee. Oh. I went on quite a lengthy adventure. Oh yes, an incredible adventure. <laughs> but we we were in Brighton during Brighton Pride, and we watched some of the uh, the parade go by, mm-hmm. uh, and that was all very pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, queer and pleasant, in fact. queer queer and pleasant indeed. <laughs> uh, it it was good as ever to watch. Like, hooray! Here's the ambulance service, and here's um, a bus with a bunch of people from mermaids on it, and mm-hmm. uh, here's a bus that's got a, a D&D related gay sign in the window. That's that's very good. Road Natural 20 for gay. Yep. Loved it. Uh, a lot of good... Also, uh, whoever was standing next to us that t- was talking yes. about having befriended a Tarask in their D&D <laughs> campaign, I want to know more of that story. I feel like that was an option in season <laughs> 5 of Dice Funk. Like, if we'd got... Like, in Instead of going after the Mothman quest, we could have gone and befriended a Tarask. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of good music, a lot of good dancing. Um, As ever, I like the fact that um, Brighton Pride doesn't have up metal barriers, unlike, Mm -hmm. say, London Pride. So you get a bit more of a feel that you, you know... You're not quite I so barricaded away. In the road. Yeah, you're not quite <laughs> so barricaded away from everything, which yeah. is nice. Uh, some good choices of music came by mm-hmm. on some of the floats. We'll come to that in a bit. 
Yeah. Oh, will be now. Yes. Um. But yeah, did you want to add anything about Brighton Pride? It was lovely. It was. It was. It was lovely. Um. Obviously, I have the same issues I have every year with the the gating and the barriers and stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of people trying to get in, and even like now it's prohibitively expensive. Like there is, there are still things to do. On the day for no money. You yeah. can go oh, for very little money. If you can get there, you can hang around, you can watch the march. And then just head down to the beach and just enjoy the day yeah. generally. Well, that's it. Like, we we watched the, the march for a while. And then, you know, there's always the option of go down just enjoy the beach where there will be a bunch of gays probably playing some music and having a nice yeah. time. Uh, we there's went, lots of parks around. We, yeah, we went and found some grass sort of near the big park and just sort of lay in the grass and had a very gay time. Yeah. It it was it was quite pleasant. It sat on some different grass and some people played some music. Many lady smooches. Many lady smooches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else have you put in your eyes this week? In my eyes, well, we put some things in our eyes as we were recovering from the weekend. Yeah, we, we sat didn't... and watched Tira season three. <laughs> yeah, ah! we binged it in one session, and oh my goodness, the ending of that season, huh? <laughs> um, so. Once again, I really like some of the uh, the choices they made this season. Mm-hmm. Um. I think there were some very interesting themes that ran on both sides of that story about trust and mm-hmm. making decisions about who or who not to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I very much like some of the new characters they introduced. Yeah. Um, I like the setup for um, a certain character potentially changing sides again, and I would like to see uh, that character change sides, maybe. Maybe that will happen. I have, I have my fingers crossed that that something that happened toward the end will mean that a certain character might change their allegiances, which I'd be very happy about. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm genuinely not sure. Like, I after watching the first season, I looked up like wiki stuff for like what were these characters like in the original? Yeah, and that character was originally canon on the bad side. Yeah, but like I feel like this show has somewhat mm, played around with some of the expectations yeah. of what these characters originally were. I mean, like even even the the you know of the of people of the horde, like yeah. there's depth to them. Oh, that that was such a nice thing this season was we kept just going. Isn't it nice that X character has interesting motivations? Yeah, yeah. We got a bit more of like. Some quite major characters that we've yeah. not seen like much of before, so it was nice to go. Oh, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I would be interested to sort of go back and look at stuff from um the original season, like the the uh, or the original show, like yeah. stuff as well, like how that ties together. Because there's there's things I've heard of from the original series mm-hmm. and things from um classic He Man. So, yeah, like, how how those things fit together into the lore. Because I didn't know there was, like, a lot of backstory lore. I was a kid. I just went, I will watch the show where things happen. Yeah. And not really think about it and play with the toys. As someone knows, like, a reasonable amount about original Voltron and watched the Netflix remake of Voltron that this same team did, there's very liberal use of, uh, like, sort of liberal interpretation of existing Mm. lore. Like, they will use archetypes and certain plot points and certain narrative arcs, Mm -hmm. but they will definitely throw in, like, complete curveballs 
in some cases just to fuck with people that like ah, I know what's gonna happen. Mm. So like I I would tend not to put too much stock in. Well, this was what they originally did. Yeah. Uh, in, no, but I'm yeah. always curious about how yeah, how, no. that, how that is the same and how that is different. It, it is a really interesting thing to read into. Like when this show ends, I will totally be doing deep wiki dives on the original show. Um, also, I think it's quite fun to go. What did that character look like in the original? Oh, where gosh, they, yeah. where they all had to come out of the same mold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really like some of the development for some of these characters, and I can really understand how they've ended up in the places they have. Mm-hmm. Um. I think, in particular, all of the stuff with uh, Catra, mm-hmm. I'm like, I just feel so bad for you, because I totally, like, I can totally see your perspective on this, mm-hmm. and that's quite a situation you're in. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, DreamWorks are really good at adapting old 80s shows into new modern things that are much more watchable. Yeah, they seem to be doing very, very well at that. Yeah, so. I, I would... More like, I never cared about He-Man, but after seeing Voltron and She-Ra, I'm like, I would... Do, I would, do, a, do a He-Man series. Yeah, if they did a He-Man series, I'd watch it. Because I would, I would have faith in them to do it in an interesting way. I think they'd need to introduce more female characters because there's not yeah. a lot of female characters. Well, in my, my suspicion <laughs> is that if they're gonna do He Man, it would probably be built off the back of Shira, and we might have some <gasps> overlap built backwards. off. Yeah, Brilliant. yeah, that's, that's that's my suspicion. Is they're gonna do the reverse? They're gonna go Shira, uh, and then that's gonna lead into He Man. Mm. But uh, mm. yeah. So we watched another thing as well. We did. We binge watched Good Omens. We did. Which, which is, I heard many good things about. Yeah, it's based on a book uh, by Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. Yes. Yes. Um, and you can definitely hear some of the Pratchett in there. Yeah. So <laughs> the general idea for anyone who's totally unaware of it is um, it follows um, an angel and a demon um, who, who were around from like the Garden of Eden right at the beginning. And it basically follows the two of them during the last eleven days before the end of the world, and it's like, hey, this is this is the roles they both played in in basically, history. yeah, that they played in history, but more specifically, hey, the Antichrist is is being born to bring about the end of the world. This is the two of them interacting with each other and interacting with the life of the Antichrist. Mm-hmm. It's it's real funny. It's it's funny. It's the the character interactions between the two main characters is fascinating. Oh, I um, I, I I think that uh, David Tennant and what's the other guy's name? I have um, no idea. No, I've seen him in other stuff before, but the two those two main actors do a fascinating job. They've got great chemistry with yes. each other for the dynamic they're supposed to yes, have. It's brilliant. Um, um, I like the idea of it as well yeah. about how how those two characters interacted throughout time. Yeah, because the, I, there's although it is sort of set present dayish, there is lots of flashbacks to here they were during the time like medieval knights, and yeah. here they were during the seventies. And it's, they, they have a very long term relationship as characters that is real interesting. Yes, and, and according to this show, it goes based on the concept that the the, the world is only 6,000 years old. Yeah, it it, it basically picks some... It, it, it says, let's say that some aspects of a Christian religion are, are true in order to set up like the framework in which the story exists. And that God is a woman. Yeah, God is... Well, I think that the, the original book, as well as this adaptation, both play around with 
gender gender expectations and gender nonconformity mm. in interesting ways that are never made out to be a punchline. Mm. Like um, when David Tennant's character uh, is the the nanny for the for the child right near the beginning of the series mm-hmm. as a in a sort of femme presenting role, it's never played as a punchline. Mm. Like uh, the Archangel Gabriel is is uh, played by someone who appears to be um, AFAB. There, there's a lot of like just not what you would expect of gendered casting, which is just really kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I really liked the extended cast, particularly the the child cast that are involved yes. later on. They've got a real like br- British countryside, middle of nowhere Stranger Things vibe going on. It reminded me very much of those sort of like. T- made for TV, nineteen seventies British movies. It, it's it's what if Stranger Things was set in like Beryl upon Tweed, it, it's, a little it's, bit. It's got a lot of the energy of I think it was called Glitterball. I mentioned it on yeah, on here yeah. ages ago. Like that sort of like very brown and corduroyed. Like it, children on push bikes riding yeah. around English country lanes, being told off and by by nosy neighbours. There's a little bit of like, what if the the Fantastic Five? Um, is is that the Fantastic Four? The no, the Fantastic Four's the superheroes one. The what's the the, the five kids books? Is that the Fantastic um, Five? Is it? I can't remember. It's it's Enid Blyton's. Yeah, five, the Enid... five go mad in. Yeah, five do what's it? it, it imagine if they were a bit more like. A little bit more, um, a, li- a little bit more Stranger Things. Again, I keep going back to mm-hmm. Stranger Things as a comparison point. A little more uh, dealing with d- dangerous situations and American military bases, indeed. Um, and I think the, yeah. the like the visions of heaven and hell in that show were really interesting as well. Yeah, as well as like the angel and demons uh, perspectives on things like spending eternity in what is supposed to be there. Eternal reward. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a real good show. That yeah, and I just want good things for those two characters. I just want, I just want the things to be good for them. I'm also curious if they're going to do more because I was talking to someone about this at work today. Like, yeah. I'm not sure if it's just um, Amazon's convention for how they like log shows on on the service, but it says it was series one. Uh, so is there going to be another series? That, that is the way that they do their 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 things on the show. But even if it's one series, it'll say a series mm. one. Um, I kind of hope it stays. It finishes where it is. Yeah, I thought it was just a really nice self-contained story that mm-hmm. I kind of don't want them to mess with. I think every time someone says something in series one unprompted, yeah, I'm always a bit. So what next? What do next? I I think that like Amazon obviously wants scope that if it does amazingly well that they could do something if they want with it. But like we'll see. I'd I'd like to see them do more Terry Pratchett adaptations because I think that was a really nice. I've always enjoyed the 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 TV movies that they've done so far. Like Hogfather was fun. Oh yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Was it? Color of Magic, like Fantastic, they did a, mm. they did a single like two yeah. episode series. I'm I'm really glad that a lot of these book series are getting nice TV adaptations at the moment. Like we had this, we had uh, the series of unfortunate events series, which mm-hmm. was really well handled. Uh, 
the His Not Materials is getting a BBC series soon, and I am super pumped for that, because mm-hmm. the, the film adaptation of that was terrible. I don't know the books, and I didn't see the... Uh, I was a big series. fan of the books, and the film was... It was a it was a series of unfortunate events situation where they made one film going, oh, we'll make a series of these, and the first one was shit and totally bombed, mm. and they never made the rest of them. Mm. So I'm excited to see the BBC and their take on it. Yeah. Also, I'd quite like to see... Um... Uh, because we had the going postal Pratchett oh, conversion, yes. I would like to see more of the Moist books because oh, I love yeah. Moist von Litvig as a character. Oh. Also, more Susan. Let's have Susan movies and mm-hmm. witches. Oh, well, while God, we're I on this topic, <laughs> book series that I would love to see get a, a decent t- uh, TV adaptation was the um, Artemis Fowl books, which was like, imagine like teenage James Bond but with magic. Okay. Um, and it was like it was real good. I was a big fan of the uh, the Artemis Fowl stuff, and I've, I, I've seen them in the sort of teen fiction section. Yeah, I've never I, I think the first one, Stormbreaker, again got a movie adaptation, and it just didn't take off. I think, yeah, I believe Stormbreaker got a movie adaptation. And it was just kind of shit. But I would love to see a decent like TV adaptation of that. Did they ever do a second Percy Jackson movie? Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't Because I, I felt like that was supposed to be a whole series thing I believe well. so. Um, I went to the first one and was like, yeah. Yeah, I know there's a series of books, but I don't think the films ever continued. Maybe they did, I don't know. Oh. Have you watched anything else? Uh, no. That's everything I've watched as well. Well, then. Time for this. Sponsor! Who's our new sponsor? This week's sponsor, in a world of chaos and madness and badness and and just whatever is happening in America and with the Tories and all the other all the other stuff. All the other stuff, the endless wars going on, the rising tide of homophobia and transphobia, the awfulness of the press. How about just a nice cup of tea? <gasps> a nice cup of tea? A nice cup of tea. Just a nice sit down with a warm cup of just tea. A nice cup of tea. Oh heck. Goodness. Like, how about that? Just, just a nice that cup that of tea. sounds great. Would you like a nice cup of tea? Yeah, what all kinds of any... tea can I get? There's like all sorts of tea. You can have black tea, green tea, you can have like raspberry leaf tea. Oh you, you can have like um you could have an Earl Grey, a bit of bergamot in there. Could, could I have like a blackberry green tea? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, How about oh. like a lemon green tea? You can have just a lemon tea. You can have iced tea. You can oh, have peach tea. These all sound wonderful. How do I get on board with this week's sponsor? Just head on over to a really nice cup of net and enter the code QNPS79? Question mark. Oh, that's, that, it's wonderful that we've got this deal. I'm going to have to tell my friends Barry and Larry about it. But I, I, I like think, a cup of tea. I think they'd really enjoy a good yeah, cup of tea. Like they do enjoy popping the cat on, so that is just a nice cup of tea. Oh, heck. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi, hi, how's it going? It's uh, going well, going well. So, uh... You know how uh, the other week we were, uh, you know, talking about putting microtransactions into games after they'd already come out. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, that, yeah. You know that 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 seems to have been a very effective model for us. Yeah, I mean, like we got past all the reviewers, all of our 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 boxes were printed out. They didn't have to have that stupid sticker on the back of it. So you know that that's pretty much all of our stock. Well, 
you know, maybe we'll do another run at some point. But, but you know, uh, like 90% of our copies won't exactly. say yeah, my They'll never have to say microtransactions. Exactly, exactly. So, I was thinking, if we can patch microtransactions in games, yeah. why not patch them in consoles? I'm with you. What what have you got? What so, have you got? So here's here's my stunning ideas. So mm-hmm. um you've got a thirty two gig memory card in your uh, your console. Yeah. We're only gonna let you use half of that. Of course, of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. wanna buy more save slots so that you can use the full size of your memory card? Microtransaction. Yeah. Buy our microtransaction to unlock the full capacity of your uh, of your SD card. That is Okay. That is something. Yep, yep. You with me, you with yep, me. Yep, with so, you. Yeah, totally. Uh, Let's say you currently, uh, you, you're capped at a hundred friends on your friends list or whatever, yeah, and you want to yeah, add more yeah. people. There's yeah. no arbitrary, you know, there's no reason we couldn't let you have more friends. Give us a microtransaction, you can have more friends. How about this? We'll introduce uh, a new cap that actually people start at 20. Oh, heck. And then people who just don't have that many friends, like, will they'll, they'll have to pay the microtransaction to get some of their friends back. How about we'll we'll offer them that you know we'll we'll hold on to those friends and and if they pay yeah, the yeah, extra yeah. you know they can have them in the order that they were added. We don't want them picking and choosing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And right. we don't want you to be able to like you know get rid of those friends for you know your newer friends to slot back in. No. How about that? A whole another microtransaction for changing friends at all? Ah, yeah. That is that is that is Voice genius. Chat. Uh, voice chat, voice chat, yeah. Voice chat, yeah, 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 like, that's the whole thing, like, you've got the headset, but fuck it. If you don't give us, uh, like, the whole microtransaction, no voice chat for you. See, that's a, that's a good idea, but, problem is, there is an alternative to that. It's, uh, right. it's, it's, you know, Skype and stuff, they'll just use that. So I, you know, I like your thinking, but I don't know if that one's gonna, gonna work out. What about if, as part of the Game Pass thing, yeah, like, yeah. They will find a way of blocking their internet, so they can't can't access Skype. Oh, you're a genius! You're a genius. So, uh, I I got I got I got one more. One sure, more. sure. Rumble functionality. Ah, the fact that uh, your your console, you know, does it shake when you do stuff. Yeah, yeah. That that's just turned off. That that doesn't work unless you pay a microtransaction per controller. Analog sticks. Analog control. It's all digital. You got the D pad. That's it. If you want analog control, microtransaction. You, my friend, are a fucking genius. I know. So. <gasps> what a slip it into your ear. Oh, I, I listened to a bunch of stuff. How you much? Did? Have you listened to a lot of stuff? No, or? a huge amount. I listened to what rolled past on floats on the, on the weekend. There okay. was a good amount of Erasure. There was a good amount of Kylie. There was... I'm trying to think who else. There was other people, but it was mostly Kylie and her. Oh, and Abba. Kylie oh, yeah. and Abba. Always a good bit of Abba. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love pride for that. Yeah. Right, shall I rattle through my big Do list it. of stuff I listened to? Do it. Um, I listened to a bunch of Pink this week, because I think some Pink played somewhere at Pride and it got it in my head. Oh, um, the the track, uh, Try, absolutely love that track, but particularly, and this I wasn't sure to put this in Listened or Watched, um, there is an amazing performance of Pink doing Try live at the 2012 American Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, she does an incredibly elaborate, like, impassioned acting dance while singing the whole thing live without lip syncing it. And it's a real fucking work of art, that performance. So that is a great way to experience that uh, track. 
Other pink tracks that I really enjoyed this week included Raise Your Glass and A Million Dreams, which is a cover of a track from The Greatest Showman. Uh, Other than that, I listened to a new song called Now Hiring by Dr. Awkward, Mm. and it is a song sung from the perspective of a superhero who has no supervillain to fight against. And he just places an ad on Craigslist being like, hey, I'm looking I'm looking for a nemesis to fight, you know, like, I work a nine to five, so ideally, like, I'd fight crime six till nine, you know, I, I need you to be these, this, that, and the other, any applications, and then a response from a, a supervillain. Mm. It's just quite a fun little, little sort of story-based song. Um, there was a track called The Guide to Success by an artist called Joe Iconis. Mm-hmm. Um... It seems to be a song sung from the perspective of a kind of a kind of older capitalist asshole um, singing about like, hey, you wanna you wanna be successful? Well, stop being all of these things like compassionate and thoughtful. Ugh, gotta get rid of all that. Um, and it's done in such a way that it's clearly meant to be like you're not meant to empathize with the character who is singing. It's like, no, no, I don't wanna I don't wanna do all those things to be successful. Fuck you. Mm. Um I listened to a track called The Driver by Savlonic. I know that one. Yes. Uh, how would you describe Savlonic's music? Uh, it's electro. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's electro I it's just a, it's eighties style electro. Uh, yeah. With amazing videos done by yeah. Mr. Weeble. I, I really enjoy the track The Driver uh, about someone who just sort of seems like they're going to be running away from everything and it's like oh no I left my I left my wallet behind I guess I'll go back and the sort of the implication is oh you were you were never going to go you were just trying to you were trying to make a point you were always going to go back um it's just an interesting little song mm. um other than that I listened to um an album by Laura Jane, Laura Jane Grace and the Devouring Mothers, which is Laura Jane Grace's not exclusively against me uh, setup, because we're going to go see Laura Jane Grace uh, very soon. Do you think we can get Becky to change her name to Grace? And then we'll be <laughs> Laura Jane and Grace. We could try. Either that or we've got to find a Grace to add to the, 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 the poly setup and then be like, uh, it's like Laura Jane Grace. Becky. <laughs> Just sort of say the Becky behind her hand. Um, but yeah, so I they, they've got an album out that I haven't got around, hadn't got around to listening to yet called Brought to Rot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to listen through that. It's all very, very similar style music to Against Me's stuff. It feels very familiar if you've listened to albums like Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of tracks I really enjoyed. Um, Apocalypse Now and Later, which is a track about, like, you know, being sort of enamoured with each other at the end of the world. Um, it reminded me a lot of the game made by Anna Antropy, which I think is called Queers in Love at the End of the World, oh, which is an, a, a sort of... It's a text adventure game where you you have ten seconds and then the game finishes. Mm. And it's, hey, you and your lesbian lover are on a hill and you see the mushroom cloud coming. What do you do? How, how, how do you two lovers... What do you do with your last ten seconds? The, the track had that sort of energy to it. Mm. Um, there was a track called The Friendship Song, which was basically like, hey, I'm kind of fucked up, but you don't seem to mind, so thank you for that. Thank you for, for liking me for everything I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a track called Manic Depression, which... 
has some relatable lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that is all the things I listen to. Have you listened to any other things? No, I oh. listened to all my things at the beginning. Well then, time for this. Ooh. So, so, uh, we've just calling everyone here together. Lovely to have you all here. So, we remember a few years ago we tried pot mash to oh, yes, expand yes. the pot noodle range. Uh, we've tried that. It didn't seem to go very far, but it was certainly worth a try. There was a big fad for a while for pots of mashed potato. We've got pot pasta. That's still kind of going. People, some people are into that. There is a whole range of the pot pastas now, but we need a, like a, a whole new range of, of pot pastas, especially for, you know, we're moving into Brexit. People are going to have less money. So perhaps some, some discount pot noodle alternatives. Okay. Okay. So I've been, I've been thinking about what might be next for the pot noodle brand. Yes. And, yes. um, how about this? Pot gruel. Right, right, yep. So it's just... There's no, nothing creamy in there at all. It's just the... It's just gruel. It's just gruel. It is It is. It is basically nutritious-ish enough to sustain you. It's filling, certainly. It's filling, yes. That's, filling. That's the right and word. And cheap. Yes. Okay, uh, okay, okay. How about uh, in the in the filling... And possibly nutrition depends how much you boil it. Pot cabbage, just just cabbage, just some boiled cabbage reconstituted, obviously. Oh, the dried cabbage that you you leave. Oh, I see. see. There won't be a flavour sachet in there or anything. Just just more Um, cabbage. How about pot kale? That sounds a bit fancy. Oh, how about we dial it back to the pot sprouts? Oh, yes, and. If, you know, you don't want just vegetables, um, mm, mm. pot tripe. Ooh, I think there's a whole market for that. They'll, yeah. they'll probably be very up. They'll be popping that one in the meat raffle, no doubt. <laughs> okay, how about uh, something uh, something, something for the, 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 the vegans? Uh, a pot lentil. Ooh, that's it's, a... it's just a pot full of lentils. Well, maybe, maybe we can instead get into the pet food market. Mm, um, mm. How about... Pot locusts. Well, they're very nutritious. They're not just for pets, you know. But yes, pot locusts certainly is. Yeah. And especially, you know, once, um, you know, it's, it becomes completely untenable to farm actual animals, more people probably will be yeah. eating locusts. With that in mind, how about this one? I think this, this is, is, this is the winner. Is the real winner. <laughs> uh, a pot mealworm. Oh, it's got meal in the title. Exactly, exactly, ha! exactly. And they're incredibly nutritious. Ha. I think we should send it straight over to marketing right this minute. Hey kids, try a pot mealworm. Yeah, uh, darling, can we never sit down? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, you've uh, applied to be the uh, resident drunk girl who compliments people at a rave. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's see. Uh, can you uh, pinpoint the exact level of drunk where you can reliably keep uh, complimenting people like all night, yeah? Uh, 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 I, I can, but bef- before I do, uh. I just want to tell you, your, your glasses really suit you. They make that. They they make you look very refined and and dignified and very cute. 
Thanks, 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 love. Yeah, yeah, I need them to see, but uh, always nice to have a bit of style with it too, yeah. Oh, I know, and your 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 tie is your tie is so snazzy. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's got chickens all over it. I it's my hentai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so let's see. Uh, so you can keep up the level of drunk, yeah. And uh, you reckon you can keep reliably keeping uh, complimenting people with very sincere compliments for like six hours? Uh, uh, I I I. I could, I think I could do it forever. Everyone's just so lovely. It's just such a pleasure to to see everyone so happy, and 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 they're all so beautiful. Oh, that's brilliant, yeah. So, uh, you're free to start that Friday night, yeah. I can start whenever. Oh, that's um, great. Um, that's great. Um, um, I'm having a great time. I'm glad, I'm glad, right? So you, uh, you're you right to get out on your own, you know, do you need um, I'll give you a hand to the door, love. There you go, there oh, you go. Thanks oh. for coming, everyone. I'm sorry we've picked someone already, so we won't really need anyone else. Oh, well, that's a terrible shame. I was quite ready to compliment as many people as you needed. Shall we have a sherry, dear? Oh, why not? Yes, well, we can compliment wonderful. each other. Oh, 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 oh a wonderful gallon of sherry you just managed to get down with her. <laughs> question time. Seven questions. What's the question? Jenny Artorius would like to know, uh, on the subject of books, uh, what are both of your favourite genre... Uh, what are both of your favourite genres of fiction... Hmm. And any chance that we'll see any writing from either of you in those genres? Also, congratulations on the book. Oh, heck, thank you. Um, I've really not read as much fiction as I would like in the last while. I quite enjoy sci-fi fiction, and I also quite enjoy like crime thriller fiction. Mm. Uh, what about you? Um, I like fantasy. Yeah, like especially fantasy where either there is a bit of like it's it's based in the real world, but you've thrown a bit of magic in there. Yeah, like yeah, it, this is a classic moment that... in history. But we've taken that moment in, in history and we've shoved some magic in it, like the Valhalla yeah. series by Snorri Christensen. Yeah. Um, I very much enjoy that as well. Like uh, I mentioned, his Dark Materials earlier. That mm-hmm. is very much that. It's hey, what if the world we know. But everyone was tethered to a magic shape-shifting animal. Hmm. I couldn't swear to it now because I've not read any recently, but I do remember quite enjoying um, a couple of Davy Gemmell books I read. Yeah. That sort of thing. Also, I got sort of into the weirdness of Dean Koontz for a while. Yeah. It's, like, very easy reading for someone who is not that great at reading. Um. Yeah, I I like I like my crime mystery thriller things. I like sort of being drawn drawn along by oh, what's going to happen next and trying to unravel mysterious crimes. Yeah. I very much enjoyed the odd Thomas books. Um, oh, I yeah. think I read two or th- three or th- two or three of those, and I quite they were quite fun. Um, in terms of doing creating fiction in those genres, I don't think those are genres I would be good at creating fiction in, like. I have some fiction writing ideas I'd like to tackle one day. Like, we've talked about some of those ideas. There's one I'd like to try doing with you at some Ooh. point, which I think I've talked through with you. That'd be cool, because I have ideas, but I'm not very good at actually doing the writing There's there. There's that one... <laughs> I, I think another one you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, the fiction idea that's based loosely around a sketch we do on this I, show. In fact, which case I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. I would like to tackle that fiction idea one day. I'd be up for that. But, uh... Yeah, I don't think I would do fiction in any of the genres I like reading. Mm, 
I don't. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, like, I've got an idea for a book. Yeah. It's been rattling around my head since high school. Mm. Um, I've tried to write it a couple of times, but I'm just not a very good writer. I'm. I'm in, in that sort of yeah novel style. The, this is the thing. If I try and write like a big overarching narrative, I find that I finish it way too quickly for what I'm trying to do. Like, oh, mine just gets. Way too convoluted. I might mine go way too simple. Like I can do short thousand word like little stories, but like the reason I like the idea that we've discussed is that it could be done in small batches where it could be mm-hmm. a thousand, two thousand words, and then here's a new bit of fiction mm. in that same sort of genre. Yeah, I think we could probably ban band something together out of. I those. think we could put a book together and find someone to to let us do it. Mm-hmm. What about the next question? Uh, next question is from that lovely Callum Turner. Oh, heck! Remember Callum? Yeah, Callum hello. Um, if you could put together a festival-style lineup of artists for a day-long wiggle session, who oh. would you pick and how would you order them? How, how would I... Oh, yeah, what order would we put them in? Yeah. Okay, so, I, I don't know about order, but I would want to get... I would I would want to get My Chemical Romance back together and have them do a set. Like, I, there's got to be a My Chemical Romance set. Oh, that's got to be your closer then, right? That's, that's got to be. My, <laughs> yeah, I think you that's... can't go anywhere from there. Yeah, I think that's got to be a closer. Unless like... you could have put Rammstein on after them, in which case you couldn't really like you. You'd need to. E- no. You couldn't escalate I, beyond I, that. I think you. I think my end point would be My Chemical Romance or like Gerard Way or something like that. Yeah. Um. I think like just before that, I would put on like Against Me. Mm-hmm. Um. I would want to put on there, like, m- maybe open with um, an artist like uh, Watsky. Mm-hmm. Like, someone like that could, like, get get an audience, like, pumping nice, nice and early. Somewhere in there I would put, like, Dessa in, mm-hmm. who I've been really enjoying recently. I'm not sure who else I'd put in there at the second. Do you want to start putting yours together? Um, maybe I start the day with some side trance and talamasca. Um, get everyone sort of in a like trancey. It's not too heavy going, yeah. but it gets everyone moving. Hmm. Um, there may be some orange aid. Um, aid Laugi, I think it hmm. is on SoundCloud. A bit more drum and bassy. Samuel, uh, also sort of drum and bassy, trancey stuff. A little bit of dubstepy bits in there. Maybe then sort of like mid afternoon, some just to something a bit calmer. Um, some Kodiak Islands and some Soundation, oh, something like heck. that. Um, some like either some reggae or some psychedelic punk. Uh, escalate that into like King Gizzard and the Wizard, li- oh. uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh. Um, and then then like really start to step it up. Uh. Maybe a set from Bass Nectar. I... Uh, for an hour, oh. and then some Ed Solo, calm everyone down uh, via Rammstein, and then into maybe like the the Jared Way suggestion. Oh, hat! So there you go. We have a similar ending. Yeah, I I would definitely attend your day. <laughs> it's not the day I would put together, but I would definitely attend your day. Uh, I'd put some contrast in the middle of my oh. day. Uh, I, I might throw in maybe some... Maybe put them on before Rammstein. Oh, heck. I'd maybe <laughs> throw in some Hayley Kiyoko, okay. uh, who does very good gay stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a bit of the front bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question is from Slavic Slenderburst Hipster. Uh, which is your favourite of the lesbian pride flags? Ooh. Hmm. Do you have an answer for this? I like the, the axe one. Axe oh, cool. the lesbian battle axe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the lesbian battle. Acts. You've heard of sword lesbians. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. I am a fan of any lesbian iconography that involves medieval weaponry, mm-hmm. like sword lesbians, battle axe lesbians. I could go for like a good uh, 
Like a good Thor's hammer lesbian. Is that a flag? That'd be cool. Like, I want it to be a flag. Just just be like a lesbian flag that implies a medieval weapon. Mm-hmm. I, w- I want to be a battle lesbian. Battle lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the the state of the world continues as it is, we might have to form, yeah. become battle lesbians. Indeed. Robert Shothoff says, uh, you've been given the green light to produce a Nintendo dating sim. Ooh. A smash of dating, if you will. For reason, uh, for season one, which Nintendo characters do you release, and which characters do you first choose to control, and which do you try to date? Okay, okay. So, I think my vision of the Nintendo dating sim, you play as Waluigi, the most unloved character from Nintendo standards. Mm-hmm. Nintendo, like, they never let Waluigi do anything. He gets to be in, in the tennis games, and occasionally Mario Kart, and that's all he shows up in. So I'm like, let's find Waluigi a boyfriend. And I think that it is a, that it, you, you basically put in all of the Nintendo male characters. I think we make a dating sim in which Waluigi has a chance to go after... I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I need to decide who he's going to end up with in order to... Well, actually, no, that's not how these things work. It's you make a choice. You throw in, like, Link, Bowser, Wario, Mario, Luigi. Um, that's That's my vision, is... Find Waluigi a boyfriend simulator. Wario, Wario. I, here's the thing. Wario just seems like such an easy answer for him to end up with. Like, him and Wario... That, that's the good ending. That's that's the good ending. That's the, that, how about this? That's the normal ending. That's that's the normal ending. Like, that's, that's the ending that, like... If you don't go out of your way to, like, go after someone specific, you will end up with Wario. Yeah. But, like, if you're really into the idea of, you know, Waluigi and uh, Ganondorf, he can go after that. I'm just trying to conceptualise those two together. It's a thing to try and picture. Well, that's not even an option for me. <laughs> so, tell me about your uh, your your Nintendo dating sim. Um, I mean, I think you should just like we'll take the Smash roster as a start. Yeah, and then we'll add. Uh, I want to see Link alone though. Yeah, like I definitely want. So to you're see just them. going through like a free for all. Do you pick who you start as in yours? Maybe. Yeah, you can pick any of those characters. And you can try and, and then date. You can try and, and and I also want TransLink in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I I want very very TransLink in there. I think both of these are totally viable games. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I would be very much up for the the Smash Brothers one where you start as say like Link. I I would pick to start as Linkle and go like, okay, who am I gonna have Linkle end up with? Sheik. I was gonna say like Linkle Bayonetta. <laughs> That's maybe I don't know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that that might work. Aww. Yeah, see, That's so sweet. It took you a second to do. You, you looked confused at first. And then no, there was like, a moment of, hmm, what is that relationship going to be like? Oh, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. Yeah, that's, that's my preferred ending to your dating sim. <laughs> I like the idea that Linkle's always just like going off in the wrong way. This this way, Han, Han, Han. Bayonetta just uses her like her tendril hair to like grab her and bring <laughs> just, her around the other just way. Turn around. <laughs> Hand appears out of, uh, of hairy tentacle portal. <laughs> And she just sort of turns Linkle around this, this way, hon. <laughs> lots, okay. of, lots of defeating Linkle's enemies behind her back. Like, Linkle's turned away and suddenly, like, demonic, um, you know, Iron Maiden of hair shows up and just explodes a dude and goes, it's all about Linkle, everything's good. <laughs> I'm fearsome. Yes, you are, hon. 
What other questions have we come No, too busy thinking about Lincoln and Bayonetta. I know, right. I want some Lincoln Bayonetta fan art now. I want them to, to be happy together. Uh, Chrono Hellraiser, have either of you played Metopia? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. It was the 3DS game um, where you made Miis and you put them in a town and they all interacted with each other. There was a smartphone game that was kind of similar, but not as good, that Nintendo made mm-hmm. at some point. But um, I really liked Metopia. It was a really fun little uh, goofy thing. A lot of the ways that your characters would interact with each other were, were quite hilarious and fun. I like the thing where you can make stupid little songs in different genres. I really liked Metopia. I would love to see it come back for Switch, get a port. I've never played Metopia. No worries. <laughs> You made a bunch of me's and you gave them personalities to try and make their personalities be like the people that you designed them to be like, and they all sort of lived in a town together. What was the mobile one that everyone got very into yeah, for about a week? I, I forget what that was called now, but that was based on Metopia, and everyone oh, okay. was hoping it would be Metopia, but it was just shit not Metopia. I got very into it for about a week, and then I was yes. just like, done now. So imagine that, but like, rather than trying to play with other people, it was like a fleshed out uh, like RPG world that you dropped all your characters into, and Aww. they did fun stuff. Cool. Yeah, it was really sweet. Uh, Nerg would like to know who's the best Transformer, and no, you can't say Starscream. Why would I say Starscream? The answer is obviously Soundwave. <laughs> um, as someone that is so-so into Transformers, I will defer to Jane's judgement. Soundwave closely followed by Arcee. Soundwave they... gets to have cassette tapes in his stomach. Like, that's great. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. Second, runner-up second, is Arcee. that that Transformer that turns into, uh, that ominously turns into a set of traffic lights at the end of the animated <laughs> series, and then nothing comes of it. It's <laughs> just like... There's just a set of traffic lights, so it's like... And it starts to transform, it's like... <gasps> They're everywhere. Nothing happens of it. <laughs> but but also RC. RC is Bay. Okay. Um and like apparently in one Transformers RC's trans, I believe. If that's a thing, then that's, that's cool. cool. I heard that from that Bethany Turner from Human Tolerant News. Go listen to that. I was on it. It's brilliant. Yeah. He was real good. You had a real good time. Oh you didn't listen, did you? Yeah. He oh. had a real good laugh. We really should have mentioned that in lesson. Ah, I, I bought You should have mentioned you were on it and listened. I mentioned it at the end of last week. Well, I, I listened to it and it was real fun. And you were clearly having a blast of a time. I did. Uh, Caladry would like to know, what is your uh, favourite way your cat shows affection to you? Um, last night, she just wanted lots of cuddles. She sat on the arm of the chair next to me and nuzzled into me so much she even brushed against my face. And usually no. she's like, no one in the face, she might bite me. She will, I never would. <laughs> she will occasionally curl up on my lap and start licking my hand. And she'll just sit there just doing a clean of my hand while she curls up purring on my... Daddy hands. It's very cute when she does you a clean. Yeah, she does. She occasionally does me a clean. Uh, she, she, did, she did me a, you don't smell enough of me. <laughs> I'm going to rub myself all over you so you smell of me. Smell of me. Smell of me. <laughs> it was very adorable. Aww. And that went on for like half an hour. Yeah. And I just had like half an hour of, well, I don't really have anything to do right now. I'm just going to sit and wait for you to come down for dinner. <laughs> and and she was just doing many, many rubs I, upon me. I was like, no. I, I think my favourite other thing she does to show affection is she will sometimes just curl up on this desk to the left of my computer. Mm-hmm. And she'll just spend the whole day just sort of curled up watching me work. 
You could just stay there doing a watch. I'm like, oh, yo, she's so special and precious. Yeah, special, precious baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is all the questions. <gasps> so then, time for this. Time for this. Yeah. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Brocial justice warriors. Brocial justice warriors. Brocial justice warriors. All right, Larry. All right, Barry. How's it going, mate? I'm uh, doing all right. How, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. You know, been uh, been a busy week. Yeah, it's been a busy uh, one. Been it, a busy one. Yes, yes, yes. I, I've been, uh, you know, busy at work all week doing the uh, the old nine to five for the uh, the old taskmaster. Yeah, yeah. They uh, treating you any better there, yeah, mate? Oh, you know, I'm 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 still working in that, you know. Capitalism machine and whatnot. You well, know, I mean, I'm, I'm, we are all forced to at this I, point. I'm, I have not yet found a workers' cooperative or something to work at, but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been proper ticked off about uh, you know the whole process of capitalism this week. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it's, it's simply a fact that you know there you are slogging your guts away, making you know only just above uh, you know a, a barely living wage. Uh, and you know, there's you know, what 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 did your boss say they got uh, pay rises for this year? I think it was uh, something like four and a half grand each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 one of those things that it's the way that capitalism works, and you know, rewarding capital for for existing is just it doesn't make sense for a boss to hire someone unless they can make a profit out of that person. And that yeah. ultimately means that they're being paid less than, you know, the value they are producing as a worker. Well, exactly. And it's usually not, you know, a case of we're skimming a couple of pence off the top. Exactly, you know, it's it's not a, a fair distribution of the work, you know. And to be honest, you know, mostly the, what the managers are doing or, you know, in, in the case of your place, you know, they're, they're very, very fancy fat cats. You know, yeah, yeah. They're, they're making... Huge amounts of money, and what do they actually do all day? You know, they go, they have, they have fancy meetings with each other. They have fancy lunches that basically your labour is paying for. Well, yeah, exactly. Like the problem, the problem is, is that uh, the people at the top, they, you know, they're not making that big money because they, you know, they're particularly smarter or harder working or anything. They're making that money because they usually, through luck or birth circumstance. Happen to have enough capital to start the company in the first place. Yeah. It's because they have capital, they're able to make capital through, you know, not doing any additional work. Like, yeah. It, capitalism allows the rich to get richer at the expense of the, the you know, stealing labour and stealing value from the working class. Exactly. Ugh, it's a frustrating situation. It is. It's a frustrating world in which we live, you know, and, uh, you know, capitalism expands on its own and, 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 you know, it's been rightly identified that fascism is, is a natural point along late-stage capitalism, which yeah. is, uh, you know, something that's terrifying and happening in the world. Just a little bit. At, at the moment. Just a little bit terrifying. Yeah, genuinely, genuinely terrifying. Should we... Uh, have that Yeah. It's the only thing that's going to get me through this... Uh, Capitalist hellscape. Yeah, well, you know, another week of it. Right, do you fancy a cup of tea? I do. I've got a whole selection here recently. I'll, oh, did I'll... you get that that discount code? That's yeah, going there around. was a discount off for uh, you know off uh, not a nice cup of tea. Dot lol. Dot net. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that sponsor on that podcast too. Oh yeah, yeah. I know the one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Not bad then. 
Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Laura? Me? Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz are pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com, you can find links to all of the stuff I make there. Uh, you can find links on there currently to... What have I done that's new recently? I did a piece for Sci-Fi Fangirls about uh, playing Flappy Bird via Keggles. Uh, so that's a thing that I have wanted to write for ages, and previous places I have written did not want to publish it, and I finally found a home for it. Yay. Hooray! Um, other than that, there's Dice Funk, it's a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. There's Podquisition. There's... Uh, what else? Uncomfortable Labels, that's out now. It's a book about being trans and on the autism spectrum. Uh, as of the 18th of August, there will be an audiobook version as well. You can get that on laurakbuzzstore.com. And uh, Things I Learned from Mario's Bot will be out soon. What about you? Where can I be found? I'm Maniac yeah. on Twitter and YouTube. I'm Stoned Monkey Radio on Patreon. That sort of pays some of my bills. I'm glad that it is slowly building up. Thank you very much to all the people that are helping me build that up because it's really important because it's I've I've got paid site fees for stonemonkeyradio.blog where I write things soon and that's going to be an expensive time of the year. Uh, thank you very much to all the lovely patrons. Thank you to Tales of Inquiry, uh, Rob Beard, uh, Liam the Ghost Cat will use ectoplasmic and then it cut off. Sorry about that. Uh, Jürgen in the Indie Monster Vein McFoyder. Uh, conduit of Name Butchering, uh, Jay Logan, Conduit of Queerness Itself, Jaden, uh, Basin is Back, and Cassiopeia Swift. And thank, thank you. you. Thank you to all my Patreon people as well. There's a lot of you. It would take me a very long time to read you all out, but you're all very special to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Janiac on Important Things. I'm, oh, Janiac Magnet on SoundCloud. But basically, basically, basically? Basically. Basically. Basically, if you look for Janiac or Stoned Monkey Radio, pretty much anywhere, uh, you can find me. Yay! And also paypal.me slash Magnet. Thanks. I do an appreciate. Because there's bills. Oh, there so are many bills. indeed bills. Oh, so many bills. Oh, so many bills. So many bills. So, Laura. <gasps> Sing us out, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs>